You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's get to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Speed, a fake, a spin, another fake. The buckets and the foul. Joel with a chance at 50 here tonight. Embiid, coast to coast for 70. 70? Towns, turn around, hook for 60. Towns. To the bucket, and a new career high for Carl Anthony Towns, 62. And welcome in to a Tuesday edition of BetQL Daily, live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network. And of course, inside your Odyssey app, it's free. Download it today, A-U-D-A-C-Y. And on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL and YouTube plus on all your socials, at BetQL Daily. Alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth, I'm Chris Mack. Welcome in. You heard from Joel Embiid's 70-point game. You heard from Carl Anthony Towns' 62-point game. And you heard KD's thoughts on the matter, which involved a very large bleep. I have a feeling there may be a lot more bleeps in the Twin Cities tonight, given that, or tonight, this morning, given that last night, they got that 62 from Carl Anthony Towns and still lost somehow to the Hornets at home. <laughs> I know, I know I had Charlotte to cover. I did not have Charlotte to go into Minneapolis, upset the T Wolves, and upset the T Wolves on a night where Cat goes off for 62. Joe, all of this happens on. Maybe coincidentally, maybe you believe in the cosmic tumblers aligning the 18th anniversary of Kobe's 81. Yeah, uh, Katie thought he was going to be in the team photo as biggest NBA stories on Monday after a 23 point comeback, a game winner, 43 points. No, nobody's talking about Katie. Nobody cares about your comeback against the Bulls because that's what they always seem to do. Last night was wild. And When you have nights like that, one of the fun things is as the night progresses and everybody starts looking up the different stats, okay, he's the only guy to ever do this. Him and MJ are the only guys to ever do that. Like that number that was thrown out, 65 points, 15 rebounds, five assists, Embiid and MJ. That's the list. Embiid last night and uh, and Jordan. And Brent Brown was in there was in the in the house for that and Embiid was talking about that post game when 
like whether or not it's reality, like you said, it meant a lot to him because he was there for the the rough, the lean years early on and to see what it's turned into. And, you know, both guys, Aaron, maybe as impressive as the final stat line, 37 minutes. Like normally yeah. we're, just, we're just talking about this numbers like this. You've got to play every moment of that game. And that was not the case. And, and with Cat, he got almost all of it in the first three quarters. He just had nothing left in the last one. Yeah, uh, like 10 points. So for Embiid, I think the, the most impressive part is also like this is coming from a big man. You, I mean, normally you'd be like, oh, yeah, like Steph Curry hit a bunch of threes, something like that. But like from Embiid, it's crazy to think that he only hit like one three and he did sit a bunch of times. He got some rest, like everything was hitting. And Embiid talked about how unselfish the players were. They knew he was hot and they just kept feeding him. And at least the Sixers won the game. Like, if you're going to feed your star player like they were the cat, like, you got to win that game. The Hornets came into that game with only nine wins. Come on, man. (laughs) Like, that's ridiculous. I'm sitting there watching that game and going, I mean, they're going nuts every time Towns scores, right? The whole bench is jumping up, waving towels, especially in the first half when he gets to 44 in the first half. Everybody's going nuts. I'm like, Bro, you you're in a fight with with the Hornets. What yeah. what are you excited about? And that's part of what Chris Finch talked about after the game. The the immaturity levels he mentioned after the game. It was an absolute disgusting performance of defense and immature basketball, um, all the way through the game. So it really didn't slip away. It had been there from the jump. So. This is what happens when you uh, have this type of approach. Now, obviously, we're going to try to feed a hot hand, look for a hot hand. But at some point, we got to get back to making the right play. We got to get back to doing the right things. Um, and um, you know, that's just uh, like I said. There's a lot of ways to be immature. There's always a lot of ways to be immature. Um, and there was a lot of immature performances here throughout the the roster. We totally disrespected uh, the game ourselves, um, and we got exactly what we deserve. So. Chris, did, did you also see, I mean, did it turn into Carl trying to hunt like a, Absolutely. a, a big number? And- yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, but for a while, I mean, it was going, um, but, you know, down the stretch, we, you know, you know kind of dried up for us, but um, yeah. So. Uh, that is, I mean, Finchie is hot there. If there is a show I, I'd like to think on the BetQL network that is qualified to comment on immaturity, I'd like to think it's <laughs> BetQL Daily. I like to think we're in our wheelhouse here, Aaron. Uh, but Finchie is hot, and he's right. What 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 cat have like nine or ten in the third quarter? Another eight or nine in the fourth quarter after the forty-four point first half. That's clearly what the goal was in the second half. Not you know, beating the Hornets on your home court. I mean, not giving them their tenth win of the season. By God. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I mean, I get it. It is immature. It kind of reminded me of Jameis Winston and also not listening to Dennis Allen. Like, we're seeing players just go a little rogue and do what they want. I know it's awful, but I kind of think it's funny. It's – he had 58 through three. So, like, he had four – it was a one-point game, and he was sitting with three minutes left. So, he gave everything he had – to getting as many points as he could in the first three quarters, and he didn't have anything for his team 
at the end. I think Finch is dead on. Now, my question is, it was a close game. This and team camaraderie, you could look at it that way. This was a meaningless game. And you have some players who were like, let's let Cat get his. Instead of, you have players, stars on the same team were like, oh man, now it's my turn to go off. You know, it's like, they just kept feeding him. They probably, remember when Cat and Embiid, they got into an altercation on the court a few years ago. The players probably caught wind that Embiid was also approaching 70 at some point and were trying yeah. to get him to tie him and so i don't have a huge problem with it i finch is doing the right thing you let this go your team is gonna not respect you for having any kind of authority he has to say something with that l and he also understands that's a half game lead over two teams in the west like that game could come back to haunt them they could they could easily you know it wouldn't take that much for them to fall to the floor where the clippers are right now like, I think that's his overall point, too. Like, yeah, you can't yeah. let go. You let go of the rope for a week. Like, that that could be a massive change in, in our our hopes for a championship. Where we go from the one, uh, now now we're starting with the 4-5 matchup. Like, that's way different than a team that just snuck into the playoffs. Yeah, that's a good call, too. We will talk plenty of hoops today here on BetQL Daily. Isaac Trotter of 24-7 Sports at the top of the third hour to talk college hoops. Huge game in the Big 12 tonight between two new members of the conference, Houston and BYU. Vaughn Dalzell of NBC Sports will join us in the middle of the second hour to talk a little bit of everything, including NFL, where I guess we got two different news items we can touch on if we want, guys. The bigger one to me is the one that involves the game that's happening this Sunday night. It's Debo being 50-50, according to some sources, for Sunday night's NFC Championship game. But Kyle Shanahan said yesterday, no fracture in his shoulder. Um, This is one of those ones where we'll probably look at the injury reports all week, Joe, and go, okay, well, yeah, Debo's not going to work at all this week. They're going to rest him all week, and and we're going to have to wait until Sunday at about mm, 5.30 Eastern, 2.30 Pacific, thereabouts, when they have to report actives to see if we're actually going to get them or not. Yeah, let's zoom to Friday afternoon, right after our show wraps for the week. And he's going to be Mm -hmm. questionable. I'll tell you this right now. Like, we all know he's going to be listed as questionable. And we're going to know nothing until 90 minutes before the game, for the most part. Unless you get one of those overnight reports from a Schefter or a Rappaport the night before. Oh, he's going to try and work right before the game. And and we'll see how he looks there. Um, Yeah, I look at it, and I know I'm parsing things, but... I don't look at it as a positive nugget that came out because after the game, it was, we expect him to play. There were murmurs coming out of the locker room that, yeah, this thing's lingering, but look, NFC championship, he's going to be out there. And now 50, 50, like to me, that's actually trending in the wrong direction, Eric. Ooh, I took it the other way that maybe this is a little bit of gamesmanship and that he is playing and they've known all Mm. along and that maybe they're trying to make it seem a little bit worse. They're going to be patient and very cautious, make us think like he's not going to play. Who knows? Honestly, does anyone really know for sure? (laughs) And even if he's not healthy, he's probably going to get pushed out there, right? Just as some sort of a decoy. Yeah, what I they do know lose, is that, and you don't want to feel like that was part of the reason why, like if he could have been yeah. out there. Right. We're not touching any Debo props early in the week. I'll tell you that much. Uh, probably no. not even before, probably not at all, period, um, unless something changes in the reporting on his status 
for Sunday night. Another big story in the NFL world yesterday. The Titans don't let Brian Callahan get out of the building. This was not, oh, no. I just, sorry. I, I'm feeling personally harmed by this. Cause I went off on my Bobby Slowick rant yesterday, but like Brian Callahan, that's, I mean, look, I, I, I'm not going to sit here on a, on a, and talk about how Mike Vrabel is, you know, one of the best. Co- Mike Vrabel has his flaws, but first you fire Vrabel and yeah. then you go in this direction. This does not compute for me, Aaron. This is, I, I just don't understand what the, what, what the, is this the big move to help develop <laughs> your quarterback? It doesn't move the needle for me. Brian Callahan is not a coach any of us had really been talking about. Spent the last five seasons as the Bengals OC. Now he's going to be in charge of figuring out what they have with Will Levis. I don't think this is an upgrade over Vrabel. And we've talked about Bobo owners in the NFL. And maybe this is just another terrible decision. Yeah. Um, I When I saw the list of names they were talking to, I mentioned yesterday, like, I don't see where an upgrade is. I don't know exactly what the plan is. I guess the plan was defensive-minded guy out, offensive-minded guy in. Chris, you just asked, is he going to develop your quarterback? My question is, who's the quarterback? Are right. you sure it's Levis? Are you going to continue to roll with Levis? I do know that it looks like Tannehill's out the door. Derrick Henry's mm-hmm. probably out the door. And you're going to build around Levis and a 40 year old D hop. Like, what it, yeah. he's not 40, but like, what do you have here? Um, look, I had the same reaction. I was like, really? Okay. I was expecting an underwhelming hire, and holy crap, we got one in Brian Callahan, <laughs> Bill Callahan's son. But I did, I'm like, I know nothing about this guy. So I, I started looking at some of the coverage from the Bengals' perspective and people that were high on yeah. him. What they say is, He's a big culture guy. He's big with the changes. Um, Offensively, when Zach Taylor was getting all the credit, it was really Callahan bringing in some of the LSU Burrow stuff that worked with the Bengals and with Jamar Chase. Um, And what he did is, like, he looks at the roster and be like, okay, these are our strengths. This is what we're going to do. And, like, when Taylor was getting a lot of credit, like, kind of behind the scenes, the word was it was actually this guy. But to that point... Maybe the credit goes to Joe Burrow for being, you know, Great. Joe freaking Burrow, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'll give him right. credit maybe a little bit for helping Jake Browning at, at some points this year. It's BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM alongside Joe and Aaron, Chris Mackin again today. Coming up next, updated Super Bowl MVP numbers. And if you believe in the Lions, there's a monster number on one of their players that might make sense for you. That coming up next on BetQL Daily. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. And welcome back in live coast to coast on the BetQL Network. Chris Mack, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you here on a Tuesday edition of BetQL Daily. Every Monday through Friday, 9 to noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific. Isaac Trotter, 24-7 sports in the third and final hour to talk college hoops his latest tiers uh, are out he's got six teams in tier one and one of them in action tonight on the road in the big 12 as the Houston Cougars head to BYU in a big big 12 game Von Dalzell of NBC Sports in the middle of the second hour uh, to talk maybe maybe we'll talk props with Von because we're going to do some prop shopping of our own 
at the top of the second hour. We go off the board in 20 minutes as well. But Super Bowl MVP bets. We're starting to handicap that market as we're down to the final four in the NFL. Lamar Jackson, the favorite right now at BetMGM, plus 250. Then you got Brock Purdy, plus 325. Patrick Mahomes behind Brock Purdy, okay, plus 350. We work our way down to Christian McCaffrey, 6-1. to one. Jared Goff, 8-1. to one. And then you get into the long shots. Ayuk, Kelsey, 50-1. to one. Debo, 60-1. to one. Pacheco, 66-1. to one. Bosa, 80-1. to one. And esteemed producer Paul Aspen found one yesterday. He was a huge fan of. I mentioned this going to break. Aiden Hutchinson. 270 to one down from 350, which I think Paul got it at yesterday. He moved the number 270 to one. So you think, you know, low scoring, sloppy game. The Lions win on a field goal against, I don't know, the Ravens 16 to 13. And Hutchinson has a couple of sacks. Maybe there's, maybe there's a path to that one. I mean, at, at that number, there's, there's some value there, right, Aaron? Yeah, there is. I love that. Uh, I know this is probably a boring take, but I kind of feel like it's still going to go to a quarterback, maybe even Purdy. Uh, But the only way I would be looking is what Paul was doing, like some real value, because why not? Even if you put a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars on three fifty to one, two seventy to one, you're still sitting pretty. So I just don't feel, I don't think it's going to be anyone else. Maybe Christian McCaffrey. I I could see the case there, but at the end yeah. of the day, I still think Purdy is going to win it. Yeah, I got that Hutchinson bet in right after our post-show <laughs> meeting yesterday at 370 to one. Uh, Paul called it a pizza bet. And I was wondering, I'm like, well, pizza went like now or like 10 years ago, <laughs> because it's like $50. $40 pizza. pizza. Yeah. 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 If you want to do it now. So I bet 25 to win 9,275. Do I think the Lions are going to win this weekend? No, I gave out the Niners at minus six and a half, but I could view it as protection. Sometimes you do that. You don't want to see something happen. Like, ah, at least I got this stupid ticket. And if they win, I'll probably do another Hutchinson bet. Um, it's, It's interesting. So the first thing that I took a look at is the gap between championship and quarterbacks for MVP. So Lamar is a favorite. He should be the favorite, right? Mm-hmm. What's the gap between the Ravens to win the Super Bowl and Lamar? Because I don't see how the Ravens win the Super Bowl and it doesn't go to Lamar. Like, there's no other offensive player it's going to. There's nobody. Everything goes through Lamar. And on the defensive side, okay, they're great, great collectively. Which one player can have that amazing game? And they don't give it to Lamar. I don't see it. So the Ravens win the Super Bowl about two to one. Lamar plus yeah. two fifty. Just if you want to bet on the Ravens, just bet on Lamar to win the MVP. I think there are certain situations like that. Go get a better number. If you want to bet on the Chiefs, I say bet on Mahomes for MVP. Do you guys agree with that? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. Chiefs, Chiefs to win the Super Bowl at BetMGM or plus three fifty, but you could find Mahomes at plus five hundred. I don't see how the Chiefs win it, and it's not Mahomes. No, there's there's no path. There's no, I mean, there are there are outliers, but there's the most likely path. Yeah, 
The only thing that stops that is Travis Kelsey has 12 catches for three touchdowns and Taylor Swift streaks across the field at at, at halftime. And they go, oh, well, it's Kelsey, obviously. No, that's the only thing. That's it. Other, otherwise, Chiefs win. It's Mahomes. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Um, look, here's the hard part. Like, I've thought about this. Like, okay, if one of these NFC teams wins, are they, is the quarterback guaranteed? Of course not. It's Goff and Purdy. Like, voters don't love these guys. They always pump up the negative narratives when it comes to these players. But they are also the most likely player on their team's to win the MVP, but like, it's hard, man. There's a reason we haven't seen it in eight years for a defensive player since Von Miller mm-hmm. did it. Um, before that, it was 10 years. Malcolm Smith did it. Now we've seen a couple receivers do it lately. The For a defensive player, which is where you get these super long shots, you get them for a reason. Because you win, you've got to be crazy impactful. If you're a pass rusher, like Von Miller had two and a half sacks and a pass defended in that game. Um, Malcolm Smith had a pick six and he had double digit in tackles. Like that's what you have to do. So your team has to win. You have to have a crazy good game on the defensive side, maybe multiple turnovers and the quarterback has to suck. How do you win if the quarterback sucks? Like that, I mean, that's why you get 370 to one. Yeah, that's, that's a good, because like I said yesterday, when we were looking at Lions Niners early looks at it, and I'll get into this when we get into prop shopping later, but like Lions offense, if they're going to win is Goff, Goff, Goff. It's, it's all driven through him. Right. Not that the receivers don't matter, but like it's Goff. Goff has to have a big game for them to win. I, I know you're people are going to argue, well, they beat the Rams. Yeah. Okay. Um, Goff still has to have a productive day. If Goff goes, you know, I, I can't even think of it. 16 of 39 for 195 and has a pick or two thrown in and they still somehow steal a game. I mean, we're talking about an ugly game, right? We're talking about a 16, 13 on a walk-off field goal. And even then to your point, Joe, you need Hutchison to have, multiple sacks or you know a strip sack fumble scoop and score or a a safety or there's got to be a scoring play involved of some sort really yeah now since we've seen in recent years twice in the last five years a receiver win it cup and edelman what are they volume guys is there a volume guy on the nfc side amon ra he could win it yeah. Right. Like he gets 10 grabs over a hundred yards, a touchdown, two touchdowns might lock it up. Like I could see, I could see St. Brown winning it. He's 90 to one. You could find, uh, he's got five games this year with nine plus receptions, eight games with eight plus receptions, but yeah, he could have an Edelman cup game for sure. And then, you know, people that don't like golf don't have to vote for golf. So I'm, right. I'm thinking about the St. Brown 91, but do I really want to hold multiple Lions Super Bowl MVP tickets when I think they're going to lose on Sunday? No. That's a good call. <laughs> yeah, I like the Aiden Hutchinson one as well. It's tough. I think like the odds would have to be at least 50 or longer to con- for me to consider anyone other than a quarterback because for all the people that do criticize Purdy and the yes. rain and his youth and all that like there are supporters out there too and people that 
vote who can make an argument for Purdy. It's not all against him, uh, but obviously at plus 325, like who's going to want to bet that when it could be CMC or someone else on that team? Yeah. So I was thinking about Kittle, and I've made the statement, well, at a big number, triple digits, could Kittle do it? He's got the name value. People love him. We've seen him have three touchdown games, including one this year. And then in the end, I just said, no, because if Kittle has a three-touchdown game, that means Brock Purdy has three touchdowns. At least. (laughs) Maybe four or five. Yeah. Right? So even if he does that, the Titans never won it. I don't think he's going to win it. Yeah. What is he, like 80 or 90 to one as well right now, Kittle? Um, I I also, like, I can't get – this is what I, and I, it's a quarterback award more often than not. Like I totally get that because of what we just talked about. If a receiver has a huge day, it's more than likely the quarterback has a huge day as well. I still can't wrap my head, and maybe it's my Brock Purdy anti Brock Purdy bias showing, but like, yeah, I can't wrap my head around Purdy having. I know it's a, just slightly better than Mahomes, but Purdy having a a better number than Mahomes or. To be honest, I mean the 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 split over over he and Goff being as, as wide as it is. Again, that's based on everybody believing more in the Niners than the Lions. But uh, Purdy at three twenty five, I does not compute for me. I'd much rather if I believe in the Niners and I'm looking for a Super Bowl MVP bet, give me CMC at six to one. That's where I go. I don't mind that. You know what I find interesting is these pieces on that Niners offense. That Ayuk is now shorter than Debo. That's interesting. Because I I think close observers would look at Ayuk and go that route. And that number did come down from where it was a couple weeks ago. But, like, because of the injury, they dropped in the 60-1 to Debo. And Ayuk is 50-1. to So, is there a volume guy of the Niners receivers. I don't know that Debo's a volume guy. Maybe the idea is he could run one in, he could catch one, and that's his path to an MVP. Well, but Ayuk isn't really that, Aaron, that that, tar- that volume guy either. He's had double-digit right. targets all year just once. I don't think he's he's had more than seven. I think he had eight catches in the opener, uh, but no more than seven any other time this week or this season, pardon Or – it, similar to how we saw Sam Laporta, no one thought he was going to play. Maybe Debo plays, he finds a way to get things done, and you're getting a little more value on him. Now, of course, you yeah. still got to deal with CMC and Brock Purdy uh, and Ayuk, but if you're getting more value and you think that he could play, uh, maybe now's the time to pounce on Debo at 60 to 1. If if yeah. you are Joe in on the Lions, here's here's a question for me because I just noticed the, the note. You know, third biggest liability at BetMGM right now for Super Bowl MVP is Goff. Um, how much does it move if the Lions upset the Niners this weekend? Like Goff oh, comes massive. all the way down. So if you do believe in the Lions, like now's the time to strike on Goff Ra- rather than. And I don't have a problem with the long shot plays on Hutchinson or a little less of a long shot, obviously uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, but like. If you really believe Detroit's going to go into San Francisco and pull this off, the ne- or at least has a shot to pull it off, now's the time to jump on Goff. If if the Lions win, Goff's the second favorite for the MVP. He's behind mm-hmm. Lamar and Mahomes, which that's it. Like it's one and two, and yeah, it's a massive jump. So he goes from twelve to one 
I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. let's say they make the Super Bowl. They'll be dogs to the Ravens or the Chiefs. How, sure. how big of an underdog, you know, the market's going to adjust because, whoa, they went to San Francisco and won too. <laughs> this thing's not stopping. Yeah. So what's that point spread? Like, yeah. Is golf even two to one? I was going to say somewhere in the neighborhood of two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because the, sp- the spread's probably, uh, regardless of whether it's Baltimore or Kansas City, it's probably what? Because to your point, yeah, they've beaten the Niners on the road. The spread's what? Five and a half. Are they going to give us six? Maybe six. What was Jalen Hurts in Mahomes last year? Wasn't Mahomes like plus 125 for MVP and Hurts was like in the threes? Or I can't remember. As we Something were closer like to that. the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. The, the, one, the one year I do remember there was a, a decent gap was Foles. Like Foles was like four or five to one going into that game because nobody thought he was going to take down Brady. And then the numbers were just undeniable. Like you had to give it to Foles. But like there was right. a gap there because nobody was people were thinking, well, they're not gonna give it to him. I mean Yeah. Maybe we get that position with golf. Maybe. I highly doubt it. Because yeah, the options I, are limited. It's yeah, we're we're getting to the point where we're t- we're spending a lot of time dissecting Lions MVP possibilities when I don't know if Let's, any of us really think the, the Lions get out of line. They're the biggest dog. Yeah. They're yeah. a dog by a touchdown it's, for a reason. But, but you got to, you, you know, know it, if you're looking for big numbers, like you got to try and right. play it out. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a ton of, you know, Lamar at 250 or Mahomes at 350 or you know, that's, there's just not the same value there. So obviously, yeah, to your point, that's where we're going to go. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I know I've said, we've been very clear, like, Joe and I both were clear, go get the Ravens at three yesterday before we wrapped up the show. And now everywhere, I don't, I don't see any threes left. Um, and the, the same thing with, or not the same thing with the Lions. Like, I find myself questioning, like, are they going to, is that sort of devil may care, bite your kneecaps off kind of attitude? Is that, I'm getting too far into intangibles here, I think. But is that exactly what they need to go into Santa Clara and pull this off? I don't know. I'm buying into the story too much, I think. What's the path to victory? Yeah, the the path to victory is David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. That's it. Should be. Should kick be. their tail up front, and yeah, just keep running it. BetQL Daily is presented by BetMGM. Alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth, I'm Chris Mack, and we're going to go off the board next. we got some things to discuss. We bring them to you, see what you think. <laughs> next, right here live coast to coast on the BetQL Network, this is BetQL Daily. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. It's time for Aaron Hawksworth to take us off the board. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Chris Mack, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you. Before we get to the Penguins' own goal... For those who say we don't talk enough NHL, that might make to. it into off the board. But first, there's been a <laughs> lot of um, slander when it comes to a certain pharmacy store on the show, both on the show and off it. Chris, you made a run 
to CVS. Might as well just call it for what it is at this point. Yeah, let's just just be straight up and own it at this point. (laughs) So Joe, Joe is messaging us and talking about the dirty carpet. I agree. I mean, the carpet's disgusting. (laughs) Well, Paul says who looks at the carpet. What store has carpet? Like there's that, and it's 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 it, the yeah. place is the worst. I had to go there stains because, everywhere. Oh God! Like I didn't want to, but it was right by where I was, and I ran out of Mucinex. I'm like, I guess I still have to keep keep this until I'm completely clear of everything. Um, so that's why I had to go in. What else did I get? Body powder. <laughs> what else? <laughs> Body powder. I, yeah, I ran out. Um. But yeah, like nobody wants to go in there. They never have anybody working up front. Nobody. The receipts, no. like Chris has gone over that. It's just, it smells like you get, there's always sick people just sitting at the pharmacy waiting for their stuff. Oh, like for a half made, hour. At the CVS by our house that I stopped at on the way home last night. Had to pick up a prescription for my daughter. Usually I do the drive-thru, but the drive-thru line was wrapped around the building as well. So I go in, and it, there, there's seven people standing in line, one person working the checkout. And then you get – you're right, Joe. You get back to the pharmacy. And this is why this isn't slanderous, Aaron. You talked about – this is this is truth. This is straight <laughs> truth. I videoed it for a reason last night. There are, there are two sections of seating by the pharmacy – where people are just sitting there and they look like they've got God knows. (laughs) I just can't. I literally came in here to get well and you're making me sicker. It's like walking into a daycare. It's just counterproductive. Yeah. So, and then, and then for some reason, like I'm usually not the guy that's talking to strangers, but a guy, an older gentleman just stopped me. I don't know why. He started telling me about his pickleball life. Like he's in this pickleball league. And by oh him, gosh, the and pickleball people are—it's out of control. I there are so many I'm pickleball annoyed. by me. I was like, oh yeah, they you guys gotta go somewhere. They converted the basketball courts at my gym into pickleball courts yes. now, and it's, it's actually packed. But I'm like. Yeah. Oh, these people are everywhere. Everywhere yeah, you look. Nuts. They're insane. But yeah, that's bad. So Costco, you also made a trip there. Uh, we love oh, Costco. Yeah. Unlike the other store we were talking about, Costco gets some good play on this show. I, I was actually thinking about, yeah, celebrating the addition of Chris Mack to this show. Like, you know what I'm going to do? I haven't gone shopping in a while. I'm going to go celebrate with a $1.50 hot dog and a drink. Over at Costco. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. And Aaron actually saw this guy. It was, I think it was on Instagram. He Who did ate a, hot, a dollar. hot dog diet yeah. for a month. Was it a uh, month? Uh, it's all he ate. And he, a dollar fifty hot dog from Costco every day. I believe it was I don't a week. think he was trying to lose weight. A week. <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. I'm sure it felt lot. like a year. Yeah. <laughs> It's good. It's not bad. He was probably on the toilet so much. That's why. (laughs) But he lost weight. So he lost weight just doing the Costco hot dog diet. It's interesting. Uh, That's, that's, you know, that's the American dream right there. Going to Costco, 
buying like 36 steaks Dude. for 40 bucks and a, a, a Kirkland hoodie and a dollar fifty hot dog. For, That's the forty. Bucks I right want there. the Kirkland hoodie and matching sweatpants. Like I'm going to purchase. That I was going to say, there you watch so your many... tone. You talk about the Kirkland hoodie, sir. <laughs> I couldn't tell if they were employees or not. I spotted about six people wearing black Kirkland sweatshirts, like crew neck sweatshirts. Listen, like, the, the Kirkland hoodie up? is the one of the most comfortable things I've ever worn in my life. Like really? it's so okay. it's so comfortable and it's like it's really yeah. warm too. Like honestly, like it's one of the best products I have ever had been gifted received in my life. And so, you got to buy all two get aisles it over, just, just two aisles over, Jake, from a box of three hundred and fifty K cups. I mean, where else would you want to get your clothes? I mean, it's perfect. Yeah, I don't know what the pricing is in Pittsburgh, but let me tell you, a bunch of steaks for forty dollars. No. I paid two hundred and eighty dollars when I checked out yesterday. Like you're going what? to Costco, Joe. Two eighty. <laughs> Holy cow! Um, I, you're wearing it. I, oh, Amazing. I constantly got it on. I got Look that stuff constantly. on. So it's your. Is it your okay. favorite uh, clothing item to wear when you're going nowhere, just around the house? Ooh. See, be. I'm generally. I famously am a bona fide sweaty boy, and I'm always warm. So I'm generally not wearing a hoodie inside anyway. But yeah, if I'm just like going to the store, yeah, this thing is I'm putting this on, dude. I got that on always. I think dude, we I all s- need them and we have our Kirkland hoodie day like once a week on the show. Kirkland Powell. Like people will be like, "Who are these people?" So, at um they got a new item at the food court over there. I don't know if people are aware. And I saw a guy I went to college with he did an entire review on Instagram of this new food item that they <laughs> And then I'm walking out and I see him there. I'm like, did you come all the way here for this one food item? It's like, I'm thinking about it. It's a chocolate chip cookie. It's the size of your face. And I looked up, I'm like, I want to get it, but I don't know, 750 to 50 calorie cookie. I was like, damn. So, so I basically, away. I can have one bite of it. Yeah, like you got to split it with like yeah. a few people, it feels like. But yeah, yeah that was... you need a pizza cutter for it. Yeah, that's yeah. It's insane. Is it I a be- dollar? They... How much are they charging? I think a cookie. It's got to be a few bucks. You can't make everything a dollar fifty now. No, right. but I bet they yeah. put it on like one of those warmers and it rolls through and heats yep. up and the chocolate gets all gooey. Oh, yep. oh. looks good. Yeah. I'd hide in my car and eat that whole damn thing by myself. It'd be disgusting. Yep. Aaron gets the chicken bake. <laughs> those are gross. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We are not <laughs> slandering the Costco oven bakes. Those slap, dude. They're <laughs> so convenient. Disgusting. They're so good. There's, I'm not going to take this have, from you, Hawk. Absolutely they not. Just, you, they, you they throw those everything up. in there. I ordered them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd rather starve I also, and do a water diet. I, I also famously make... <laughs> Boy meals, that's just a bunch of crap mixed together. So that also might yeah. be part I got, of it. I, I, I will say what? like 90% of the food items that come up on this show, Jake says they slap. Like they don't all slap. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good the point. 44 yeah. gram protein uh, pizza, though, I am in on this. Tell me more, Jake. 
You could just look at apparently the food court pizza at Costco has 44 grams of protein per slice. Oh, it's the food court pizza? It's the food court pizza per slice, 44 grams of protein. Well, it's a quarter of a a large pizza. The slices are How much fat and calories? still, yeah. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. We're still so hold on. What, Jake, I need to revisit what boy meals are. Are you like slicing up hot dogs and put, mixing them in with your Kraft so Mac and cheese? You, you like- may be familiar with the concept of the girl dinner that took the country by storm uh, roughly no. three to four months ago. So girl dinner, we'll bring everybody up to speed. Girl dinner is like when you come home from work or whatever and you're too lazy. You don't really want to have an actual meal. Girls famously just want to stand in the pantry and have a collection of snacks, a handful of whatever like little treat from the pantry they don't want to actually go to the effort of making a full meal a glass of wine and some pretzels that is bona fide girl dinner took the country by storm whole big thing so now what we are learning is boy dinner and boy meals boy dinner is like a pack of reds and six miller lights or like a boy meal (laughs) is just like a cup of brown rice and some ground beef with some barbecue sauce on it it's a whole thing it's Mm -hmm. taking the country by storm so i eat a lot of boy meals which is just random rice meat vegetables thrown into a tupperware you mix it up you heat it up for a couple minutes and that's it so it's about the juxtaposition as i always say <laughs> what what did you have last week paul was in studio and he was amazing you know what paul, paul's not on this grind it was like a pound not on this grind though pasta this man's hurting himself yeah, doing kettlebells he's not on this grind like i am all right Hey man, I did kettlebells yesterday. I survived. Thank you. Um, no man, it was like it was like a pound of pasta. It was definitely like a box of spaghetti, the entire jar of ragu, and like some Parmesan cheese on top. Like it That's was, not rigatoni. No, it was not nope. rigatoni. Also, I will not, say it was uh, chickpea pasta. Thank you very much. Oh, the bonza. Oh, I will say though. Called. The barbecue sauce on top of like anything, like rice, insert protein, and barbecue sauce on top, hundred percent, and on like that. Boy meal, yeah. Oh, oh, especially the the Asian barbecue sauce and that little squeezy bottle. I'll just drench teriyaki sauce Mm. with some meat and rice. All about it. Which barbecue sauce? Stubbs. Yeah. Stubbs. I mean, you could do sweet baby rays if you want to. Yeah. You want to be like. Really yeah. enjoy yourself. That's the go-to. But, All right, Paul. Put your pants back on, sugar. dude. That was yeah. so weird. If you really want to enjoy yourself, what are we doing here? <laughs> Slather it up. Yeah. All right, Paul. Cool, man. Sorry. If you... Mush on vacation or something? You're right, man. Barbecue sauce. Oh. Why do you guys always go there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's usually me or Aaron. Just it was the, Jake that time. There's just a ton of I mean, sugar. It was the way he That's said it. He goes, if you say. really want to enjoy yourself, can you blame me? Well, some of us are some of our, are older and trying to be healthy, brother. Sorry. This is a highlight. He's married now. Like, this is what he looks forward to. Sweet baby race. Stubs. Yeah, sweet baby race. Mush is on vacation. Get out the sweet baby rays. It's a party. (laughs) Lock the door. I got the sweet baby rays again, honey. Don't bother me for the next five minutes. Hickory? Let's go. Break. Oh, man.
We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.